0: In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic.
1: Hey everybody.
0: Hey, what's going on? How's it going? Doing good. How about you?
1: I'm good. Nice. So this week, Terrence, it was he uh, you picked a you picked a solid drama. Yes. It's um, American History X. Yes. 1998.
0: Yeah, it's a good movie. I dug this one. Um, yeah, just uh, I like the actors in it, and um, even with the subject of it, it's it was it's it's one of my favorites for sure.
1: It's um. It's a very powerful film. Yes. It can be very difficult at points. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just run through a couple of things for you real quick. Okay. It's directed by Tony Kay. Mm-hmm. The budget was $7.5 million. Okay. U.S. gross was six point seven, mm. And the worldwide was $23 million. Okay.
0: we made a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Derek Vineyard is based on the real-life reform skinhead, uh, Frank Monique. Wow. And Cameron Alexander is also based on a real dude. Okay. <laughs> Tom Metzinger?
0: Mm, yes, I've heard that name.
1: Yeah, he's before. like the second most famous after David Duke or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's the leader of the White Aryan Resistance, yes. acronym WAR, mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Based in Southern California. Yeah, like so I think I thought it's you like San Diego area yeah.
0: is where he was from. And I, re- I remember hearing a lot about this Metzger guy mm-hmm. uh, growing up. And, um, you know, we didn't... Where I lived, there was... You would see some skinheads and stuff like that around. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot where I lived. And even in the areas where um, where there were, like, that delineation of this was more of a black neighborhood, and then on this side over here, it was more of a... Or maybe not necessarily a black neighborhood, but more of the ethnic neighborhood. So the blacks and Hispanics lived over here, and on this little area, it was like more white people. Um, they didn't have that skinhead look. It was an area in Southern California. Like they were like bleach blonde, not bleach blonde, but blonde hair. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't have that skinhead look. Maybe in reality, they had those same thoughts. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I didn't really deal with skinheads much in, in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always seen it, like in movies and on documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah. And I did not know he would, especially even the Derek Vineyard person was actually based off of a real person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did not know that.
1: Similar, like some similar aspects. He served three years. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of had his epiphany, and then and then has has dedicated his life to trying to spread the message of you know stopping this kind of hate. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to tell you, I'm sure you noticed. Edward Norton, mm-hmm. he put on 30 pounds of muscle for this movie.
0: Wow, yeah. He was in a uh, pretty good shape. I noticed that about him. And uh, he was uh, hitting those weights pretty hard when he was in the jail. And there's one point where he's got like a bunch of weights on there and he's yeah. banging it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did put on some size for this movie. I think you would kind of have to, you know what I mean, to portray the role of this person that's supposed to be like – a leader to you know these kids that want to follow or that really don't have a a, a strong identity of mm-hmm. who they are and and you know it's <clears throat> the scary part about it is is that you hear him and although he's preaching hate he's very intelligent he's mm-hmm. so smart and that's the scary side of it and then you hear it in Danny's character too right so smart but it's just pointed in the wrong direction like if they they, he could use this smartness in so many ways but unfortunately it's being led this direction and that's just the scary part of it
1: yeah i agree yeah so let's just get into it we meet basically danny first because you've got Derek and Stacy engaged in some serious business
0: <laughs>
1: not being quiet not at all and Danny sees a couple guys come up and uh breaking into Derek's truck he's got to interrupt his brother and yeah. it's it is that kind of moment where everything happens so quick and I mm-hmm. think that yeah hindsight 2020 20, you know but in this moment this is this is a huge infraction mm-hmm. and Derek immediately jumps into action for
0: sure like Goes from one thing to the next, like very quickly.
1: And actually, I I, I didn't pick up on it um, before, but I noticed that Stacy, she actually does try to get Derek to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's the only moment that I have any kind of warmth towards her at all, yeah. because there is this level of like she really cares about him, and she mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's running into. But yeah. the fact that he's so quick to pick up that gun yeah. and march down those stairs oh, yeah. is frightening.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think it's like uh, probably a mixture of a bunch of things. You know, it's, you know, who he is, who he is. And then on that side of it, it's his his family home. And now all of a sudden it's protect mode. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So I think it's a bunch of things all mixed together and it's probably a chemical reaction or something like that that's inside of your body that makes you go and do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very scary and you know it's like he's getting ready for what he deems as protecting his family his it's like war you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i don't know i mean i've never been in that situation where i've had to go there i hope i never have to right but yeah he's he's ready for it and it's it's just a scary situation
1: you're right not everyone is gonna react the same personally Because I don't know this, what's going on outside? I would rather just let you take let it my go. car. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to deal with getting shot or yeah. or anything. Yeah. No, thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I would be the same way as far as the car goes. You know, I have insurance. Take it. Like right? I'll, I'll get money for it. I'll get another car or whatever. Uh, it'd be different if they're trying to force their way into my house, and then if I feel threatened, then you know, I'm going to do what I got to do to survive. You know what I mean? And I don't, again, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I also don't want to let anybody come in and try to harm me
2: either Mm -hmm, at the same
0: time. You know what I mean? And so he sees the guy and he looks out the peephole and he sees the guy with the gun. And I think, you know, we were kind of talking about I think that was kind of his saving grace in this Mm. whole thing. Yeah. Um. And then I think what, what kind of got him in trouble was that he, I think he went a little too far after that.
1: I mean, I think he went way too far. Yeah.
0: And that's what I'm being sarcastic yeah, like when I say It's a little, so yeah. extreme yeah. that we
1: find out later. But as soon as he is going after the dude in the middle of the street, yeah, in the car, yeah, that's, it's that's like, over okay, at we're, that point. Yeah. And so with Derek, that first impression of like, this is a guy who was waiting for this moment.
0: Mm, he was prepared he for was, it. He w- was. Mm. yeah
1: like it's because there's something in the way that when danny says there's a black guy mm-hmm. and the and when he pops up and you see the tats and all of that kind of stuff and when he goes soldier mode like that yeah it's not you know you can call it a lot of things but the way it hit me was oh i have been waiting for the excuse it's yeah. that kind of thing that where you're like just yeah like yeah. just give me a reason
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and they do yeah. and it's really horrible yeah and so it also establishes this thing that most of the time when we're in black and white, mm.
0: it's bad <laughs> It's not good. Yeah, it's not going to be good.
1: And so, but we pop into color and it's like, mm. oh, okay, okay, all right, we've, we've moved out of this. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. Because that was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that guy's scary. Yeah. And He's... we meet, um, well, we already met him, but Danny, mm-hmm. and we're a little bit further down the road. Yep. Going mm. to school. Yeah. Getting his ass chewed out for writing a very... Um, controversial paper, Danny. Yeah, for sure. My goodness.
0: But the principal was right. He's like, you you gave him a task, Mm -hmm. and he did that task. You know, like, you set yourself up for this, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets up, and he closes the door, and he's like, okay, look, I dated his mom a few years ago. It was nothing, you know? And he's like, come on, dude. Like, you can't fool me with this. You know, you hate this kid. And it was, you could tell it's true. It's totally true. You know, he's a Jewish person, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there's this kid who's a white supremacist. Like, there's a reason for him to kind of feel the way he may feel about Danny as a person. Even though he's a teacher, he shouldn't be judging like that. He should just be teaching. But, yeah, he writes a very controversial paper, like
1: you say.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: you know, Sweeney's right. You set yourself up for yeah. it. But at the same time, it was with the caveat that we just all kind of have an understanding yeah. that Adolf Hitler was not a civil rights leader. He was not. And so it's it's so frustrating. Like, you know better. Yes. It's so...
2: It's, yeah.
1: But he's an 18-year-old kid mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, you know, with Sweeney, I like Sweeney immediately because yeah. Sweeney is in the kid's corner. Yeah. And I love when he just keeps saying, like, you, I get that you gave up on him and mm-hmm. that's you. Yeah. But I'm not willing to yeah. do that. And it just, you know, I wish that all schools were filled with Sweeney's because yes. that is so important. And that is what was disappointing about Murray. Yeah. Is that he's He'd projecting. Yeah. Now, I, I totally agree with you and what you said about Danny, but at the same time, it's projection mm. because. Danny even says it later. People see me or look at me and they see my brother. Yeah. And so, Mur- or you know, he's he's projecting that on him. For sure. But with good reason. Yeah, because he does seem to be <laughs> just following right in line. So mm-hmm. so then Danny gets called into the office. Yeah. And well,
0: first he he's eyeballing Murray as he's walking out. Yeah. And he's like, I knew it was you. And he was like, it was like he wanted to fight him, you know, and then Sweeney starts yelling at him like get in this office and then starts doing the countdown Mm -hmm. and you can see that although Danny may not like Sweeney I think he respects Sweeney and so Sweeney starts to do the countdown and he like sticks his arm in with his bag (laughs) to show him that he's like in and that's when they you know they have their interaction with each other and you know he's like pretty much going to break him down like you know yeah. and and i i i think that uh, that edward furlong did a great job as this character you know and he, he was like he, he projects himself as this tough kid who sweeney sees through it all it's just a a coat that he's wearing basically you know what i mean
1: i agree i think this is my favorite performance of his mm-hmm. there's something in his eyes yeah the whole time I never believe that Danny fully believes this shit. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And he plays to fit in. Yeah. Because that's what you do when you're of 18 course. years old and younger. But I don't, there's there's something in his eyes mm-hmm. that indicates, and I, I agree with you, Sweeney sees it. And the other thing I love about Sweeney in his interaction with Danny is he shows Danny respect. Yeah. And that was always my big bitch in Mm. high school was that the teachers demanded respect and and felt they could treat us like garbage. For sure. And I always took issue with that. Mm -hmm. And I confronted a few teachers about it and they never changed their ways. They just told me like, I have it like that. Yeah. You're the kid. I'm I'm the the adult.
2: (laughs) That's the way it is.
1: (laughs) And my argument was, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Because we could... If you showed me just a little bit of respect, yeah, like I'm a human being, yeah, then I'm not going to be as in, as contentious with you. For and sure. I think they have that thing yeah, because Danny, he respects his authority and he he listens to him. Yeah. He doesn't fight him on this stuff. Uh-huh. Like he kind of, him and ha yeah. when he knows he has to rewrite a paper
2: yeah.
1: and he, all of that stuff. But it's so just a teenager reaction. For sure. And that was the other thing I liked about when he, like you said, when he threw his arm in, is it it shows that he isn't this hardened adult that you should give up on.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's still formidable. You know, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but his brain is still capable of forming and he's so young still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So now he's got to write this paper on his brother mm-hmm. for American History X. Yep. He knows the consequences. If he doesn't come through, he's done. Yep. Expelled.
0: And he's like, you know, write whatever you want because I'll be the only one reading it, you know, pretty much. And I think it was, you know, because there's at one point where he's writing it and he's talking about how, uh, about the whole story, uh, about what happened that mm-hmm. night.
2: Yeah.
0: And he says, you know, he got, you know, three years and then he starts to type, it would have been life if I would have testified.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I wondered about that. And I was like, could they have not forced him to testify? Like... Was it just the fact that he just was like, oh, I didn't actually see it, like I only came out after the fact, or like they didn't really get into it like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can <clears throat> you can force someone onto the stand, but they don't have to say anything, they can mm-hmm. take the fifth. Okay. But, yeah, and so the next scene is they get in, he's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and this kid is getting his beat up by three black kids. Mm-hmm. And Danny comes out and there's this weird confrontation and it establishes our little B story that we have that at first when you're introduced to it, it almost feels like it should just be like this afterthought. And it's it's something that, you know, you don't understand the significance until you start seeing the green car everywhere. Yeah. But it's so again, it's so fucking high school that it's like, you know, oh, I'm the kid with the biggest balls and I've got the most confidence and all of this stuff that I'm don't get yeah you know like and it to me it just seems so ridiculous it's like come on you Mm -hmm. know do you really need couldn't you just help the kid up did you really need to smoke blow smoke in his face and then did you guys really need to like talk all like all this garbage to him like is it really necessary but it's high school yeah and when they're walking out it's almost inaudible but one of the kids says to his friend he's like you should smoke that fool
0: really yep I, I, I'm sure I've probably heard it before, but... It's really low. Yeah. You can
1: almost not hear it. Wow. It, it, it's interesting. This, has, this this. story has two narrators. We've mm-hmm. got Danny the narrator, yeah. and then we have Derek the yes. narrator. And at this point, we're just hearing everything from Danny. And yeah. we find out Derek's out. Didn't really get to hang out with his brother that day, no. but clearly something has changed. You know, there's there's a very different air about Derek For when sure. we see him in in our current time Mm -hmm. you know beyond the hair beyond the fact that he has hair it's it there's something just completely different about him
0: different look in the eyes yeah because the eyes before like you say you can see in danny's character that there's he he's speaking a certain way but it's it's not in his eyes when you look at Derek, it's in his eyes it's like he you can see the hate you can see the anger you can see it all and so then when you see him again it's it's not there. It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and then also the way that his family is embracing him, it can be at this point, it kind of reads like, you know, they probably just really missed him.
0: For sure. He's been gone for three years. Yeah. yeah. And
1: he hardly gets an opportunity to even say hi to his brother. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, phone rings. Derek's on the phone. And in walks Seth. Yes. And I don't like Seth.
0: No. <laughs> I know him personally, <laughs> Ethan Supple. I, no, I, I, he's yeah. great. No, he's great. I know him, and I
1: he plays this character amazingly. He does, but his character, yeah, I hate.
0: I hate him too. Yes,
1: I'm sure Ethan. I'm sure is a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he's such
0: a nice guy. He, he has really to be. Is. He yeah. seems
1: like he has very kind eyes. Yes, but not in this role.
0: No.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! I the first thing that kind of hits me is that. I find it so strange that Danny allows Seth to be that disrespectful to his sister. And mm. especially right at this point in the film, when I don't have more context, yeah. it just feels so gross to me that this dude feels like he can walk into somebody else's home and disrespect all the people in it yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. I think he maybe looked at Seth as more of like a superior, you know what I mean? so for him to, to kind of jaw in at him like that would probably be viewed as wrong in there, because he had the DOC tattoo, and you notice that on Derek too, and you notice it on on um, on Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I was thinking in the grand scheme of like in the the gang scheme of things, maybe that that Seth was a higher up in the gang, and yeah. for Danny to be disrespectful okay. to him. Okay, that makes sense. Would to me. be wrong, basically. Okay. You know what I mean? and Maybe, maybe I'm looking no, more I into don't. it I than think, not. No, I think you're but right. I think there's a hierarchy there in is. that that type of thing, and mm-hmm. so for him to to do it, because you notice when when it's dealing with Derek, Derek is obviously the hierarchy of mm-hmm. Seth, right? And so. Seth listens to Derek when Derek is like, no, you go fucking wait in the living room you, right. you, or you go wait in Danny's room and he listens. He's like, I'm hungry. He's like, go wait. And he, he does like he goes and yeah. sits down and and waits. It's like that hierarchy type of thing, I think.
1: And it, you're right, because, you know, Danny doesn't even try to step to Derek at all. Never. You know, when he's on the phone and he's like, give me a minute. And, and he's like, kind of hesitates for a minute. And, and he's, he's like, just, Danny. Yeah. Give and me it's a yeah and oh okay yeah big brother serious mm-hmm. and and i like the way that the the conversation plays out because you have no idea who he's talking to Mm-mm. and it sounds really serious to me yeah. and when he's saying like you know you need to let me handle this my own way yeah and you know you don't get to tell me how i'm gonna do this yeah. like it's not your ass on the line and it it does not sound so when you find out he's on the phone with sweeney yeah it was like oh what yeah wait What's what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This is this is very interesting. I'm intrigued.
2: Yeah,
1: and it seems like Derek, he has all these things that he needs to, needs to do clearly.
2: Yeah,
1: and 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 it's like everything's just kind of coming on him right at once. Like he Danny just gets home and boom, sets like in the door like five minutes after him, you know. For and sure. it's like he's then the phone's ringing and then this is happening and he has to do all this stuff and he's trying to orchestrate it without being then, really transparent for sure about what's going on.
2: Yeah,
1: and like. Like you said at the top, like they're Danny's really smart, just as smart as his brother. And Mm -hmm. so he's seeing the whole thing. He's like, what, what is your deal? Like, what is all of this nonsense? And, and he's just keeps trying to put him off and put him off and put him off. And then it's like, you can't go to the party. Yeah.
0: Don't go to that party tonight. he's like, what? Like, yeah. Like, no, you're going to tell an
1: 18 year old kid (laughs) (laughs) he can't go to the party.
0: Yeah. And he's like, I'm not fucking 14 anymore. You know, and, you know, there's, there was his pushback right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what happens? He still goes. Oh, of course, because,
1: you know. <laughs> please. It is. <laughs> please. And I feel like in hindsight, though, I feel like his mom and sister knew what was up. Because they'd been with him all day.
2: hmm Yeah. And we don't know,
1: right? Yeah. But I feel like they do. Yeah. And so we get another flashback. Yes. Danny had, had explained to us about about Venice beach Mm -hmm. and he's kind of recalling this, this pivotal day. Um, It was shortly after the formation of the DOC. Mm -hmm. uh, Cameron's in the picture now it, uh, you know, from, from Danny's perspective, it it made them feel like made white kids feel safe on the streets because Mm -hmm. a lot of gangs had come into the area and they didn't know what to do with that. We can see that when it comes to, we depends on what side you're on, Mm -hmm. you know, the, we, is interchangeable. But for yeah. the white kids, the Wii and the DOC and all of that kind of stuff is a good thing. Yeah. And they, they're they watching a basketball game. Yeah.
0: Some kinda, of them are playing in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and so you've got some Crips and you've got some skinheads and they're all playing. Yeah. And something happens. Seth and one of the dudes getting a little kerfuffle.
0: Yeah. Because uh, Seth thinks he's going to make the shot on him and the guy blocks the shot and they get into their little squabble and he calls Seth a pale, pasty, pastrami eaten motherfucker. $100 says I make you my bitch. And that gets him riled up enough to make a very racist con- comment to him. And the comment was that he was the N-word trying to make his cut in welfare. Right. And uh, then goes over to his friends and tries to get the money that he doesn't have to make this bet right they're immediately against him they call him stupid they tell him he shouldn't have made the bet if he didn't have the money and but again Derek is super smart and devises another plan
1: and I like the really quick back and forth it's completely nonverbal communication that he's having with Cameron yeah he just he comes up with that plan, gets up and enacts said plan, and he basically proposes a, a different bet.
0: Mm-hmm. No money. Mm-mm. It's for the courts. And he's like, and there's not going to be any fighting or anything. He's like, if we lose, we'll leave. If you lose, you just got to leave. There's nothing. And they took the bet.
1: It's a very dramatic scene. It, it, it reminds me of, you know, just showing something in one light. It's always interesting when a film puts you in a perspective of rooting for somebody that you may not want to be rooting for uh-huh. because they're bad guys. Yeah. And yet there you are. Yeah. And there's this thing where it's like, I want Derek's team to win. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me mm. as the viewer when I'm watching it that I'm like, want one side to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It's a weird feeling.
0: No, I know what you mean. I remember um, there's <laughs> the movie Crash. And it, it's got Sandra Bullock in it, and there's the scene where she is just so racist in the way she's she's, she's talking. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving that movie and going, "I fucking hate Sandra Bullock." <laughs> <laughs> and the person I was with was like, "You know, you know, she's an actress, right? That's she's probably really not like that." No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh
0: but yeah so they're you know it's 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 we it's that weird i know what you mean like because mm-hmm. even me i found myself like yeah like
1: yeah they should
0: win like
1: right and yeah. then and then when they do it's like i'm not as satisfied when they're walking off the court and all the all the other garbage is happening mm-hmm. I mean, that's not as satisfying to no. me but it just was a it it just struck me more this mm-hmm. time when i was watching it yeah And actually, I I flipped those two scenes. So, Mm. you know, so then from there, (laughs) it's not linear. We're just we're going wherever we want to (laughs) go. So we'll just um, jump into the next flashback that really continues to build upon the legacy of Derek mm-hmm. and how Derek became in this position of prominence. Yes. Um, one of the more understated moments at the beginning of this scene is when he, Derek and Cameron are sitting in the car. Yeah. And Derek's like, oh, this, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. This is going to be really great. You know, are you yeah. sure you can't stay? He's and like, he goes, oh, oh no, no, I, uh, I, can't. I, I, I really can't do that. Yeah. And it's right there. I'm like, see, there's the snake. Yeah. There you are. Hi, Cameron. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, right—the one that is willing to let all of the young men take the fall for him and While do his he sits bidding. Back.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. I can't stand people like that. Me
0: either. Me Mm.
1: Either. mm. Yeah. Get Don't. your hands dirty. Yeah. If you're if you, gonna, you know? if you're
0: gonna be the leader of this thing, you should be right there with them. That's for right. Real. Yeah.
1: That's right. Like kings of old, Terrence. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to battle. Yeah. Who led the charge? They were right there. Up That's front. right.
0: That's it. <laughs> That's it. Damn it. <laughs>
1: So the pep talk before the um, crazy, like, violent raid on the this, supermarket. Yes, This, to me, is the perfect example of how this stuff happens. Mm. And when you're going to radicalize people, you create a narrative, mm-hmm. you say it with conviction, yep. and you tell them why that feeling, what that feeling is inside of them, mm-hmm. where it came from. Yeah. And further, you tell them it's not you, nope. it's them.
2: Yeah.
1: It's their fault. Yeah. You're perfect. It's They're their not. taking everything from you, whoever mm-hmm. they are. Again, back to the we. Yeah. Who's we and who are they?
0: And then he's got these kids that actually used to work in this market. And he's like, Archie used to work here. Johnny used to work here. And they take over and they fire these guys. And now he's making a killing because he's hired illegals and he can pay them shit. You know, and it takes the jobs away from us and it's bullshit. And again, you hear him preaching this hate, but he's so brilliant and he's so like it's it's the way he speaks. It's 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 the way he comes across. And they say that was one of the things about Hitler is that he was such a good speaker. He was so dynamic when he was up there speaking that people couldn't help but follow him. And so you see this in Derek, like he's got these kids again that are impressionable that again haven't don't have this they've lost their identity basically and he's you know it's something that danny says he's like it's he's like i hate that it's cool to be black or that you know that that this that's what it's all about and so he's like we've lost our identity and now we need to take it back and this is how we're going to take it back and it's not the right way to do it obviously right um but he's got these kids that are getting jumped and beat up and they they have nowhere else to go and now they feel like they have something you know what i mean
1: and the thing i um i totally agree and the other aspect is when he's in the speech and he he says something that could be perceived as a he said they're coming across the border like a pinata exploded and and they start to laugh and he goes don't don't laugh it's not funny yeah and the way he says it And you see it, that this is a true believer. Mm -hmm. This guy is not blowing smoke up your ass. And I'm not standing there, right? Mm -hmm. But if I was, I would feel an energy shift, like straighten up. Yeah. This is serious.
0: And we at this point don't really even know where it's come from yet. Right.
1: You know what I mean? That speech blew me away. The first time I saw that scene, I thought,
2: wow. Yeah.
1: Because if I was angry like that, Mm -hmm. I would follow that guy. Sure. For oh sure. my gosh. And it's scary. Yeah. Because it doesn't I'm not a bad person. No. But when you don't know the source of something and all you feel is like pain and like anger.
0: Yeah. And you don't know where you don't know what to do with, do with it. it. Yeah.
1: Oh my yeah. gosh.
0: Yeah. All you need is that one person.
1: So you know, he he gets them really ramped up and he mm-hmm. says, you know, you want to do something about it? Yeah. Cause we're going to go do something about we're it right just, now. Yeah. And to this scene, I hate this scene. Oh God, I hate this scene so much.
0: Yeah. It's really sad. And, um, you know, you see them run into the store and they're just crazy with it and terrorizing the people that are in there, even though they're not really hurting them per se, like mm-hmm. physically hurting them. They're terrorizing them. And yeah. it's, it's traumatic for those people. I'm sure. You know what I mean? If, if they had to truly really deal with something like that, like it would be something that would, they would probably deal with for the rest of their lives. Um, And it's, yeah, like you say, it's such a sad scene, just all the stuff that you see them do. And there you have Danny there as a, as a kid. Yeah. Who's like probably 13 or 14 at this point filming and watching all this. And then you see everything that they do and, that's that's one of the scenes that I kind of look away from. You know what I mean? I can't like, watch what they do to the woman yeah, at the cash register. Yeah, too much for I me. Mean, that one's hard, and it's just like, even even though I know they're acting,
1: yeah.
0: Like I get you have to find that thing in you to be able to do that. But the way they're speaking to her, I'm just like, how how do you say that? Like and sound like you you mean it? You right. know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, like I was just like, oh, this this scene is just, yeah.
1: It's yeah, bad. It is. Oh my gosh, so I forgot. We did get a little insight, and I totally like blew ron by it, hmm. into what turned Derek into this violent this person. This angry,
0: super angry, yes. And it, it was, was
1: um, when Sweeney was talking to the cops about, they, they knew Derek was getting out, but there was this whole other situation. They're talking about Cameron, and they show this this old news clip, of mm-hmm. Derek as a younger man right after, yeah, right after yeah right after his dad had been murdered
0: mm-hmm. his dad was a fireman and they were putting out a fire and he was shot putting out a fire and the interview like you said is
1: it's really intense it is and a a this is one thing I hate about media and the sensationalism. the sensationalism around media is this is not the time to ask somebody how they feel about that nope but that is exactly what they do. Of course. I, we've seen it time and time again. I find it to be disgusting. I find it to be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. If anybody who just went through a loss of a family member wants to tell the news how they feel about that, I feel like they should be able to do that when they want to. Yeah. And not in the moment.
0: When they're super angry. Like. Yeah.
1: But in this instance, I think with it would be very similar what was said. hmm but they do kind of use that. He's in an emotional, he's a wreck state.
0: Yeah, he's a wreck at this point. Yeah. But
1: what comes out of his mouth, it starts like you go like ooh, and yeah. then it's like oh, mm. and then um yeah, damn yeah. This is what I've always noticed about rhetoric. It's always the same, and it flows out just like that. Mm-hmm. One thing just flips into the next thing. For sure. It's very, it feels scripted Mm -hmm. because it's just this recycled narrative over and over and over again. It's really horrible.
0: It's hate Mm -hmm. in the worst form. Yeah.
1: And so the next flashback, these flashbacks they do for me just keep getting worse. Mm -hmm. There's real no slowing here. It's Derek, Danny, and their whole family. And Dolores has had Murray over for for dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are having this conversation. Well, really, it was Murray was talking about a case. Mm-hmm. And then when Derek starts to chime in and they start talking about the Rodney King
2: situation. Yep.
1: I have a really hard time <laughs> with this scene just listening to him because once again, it's that rhetoric thing. Mm-hmm. And the way he weaves it all together. Yeah. and And excludes so many pertinent facts. Yes. And the moment when he was talking about the assault against Rodney King and when he names the officers mm-hmm. that assaulted him, yeah. there's something, it's not a smile, it's not a laugh, but it's a something. Yeah. There was an emphasis in the way that he said their names that like with reverence mm-hmm. and it just creeped me out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an intense scene for sure. And it's like, you're sitting there and you're listening to what he's saying and you're just like, dude, like, come on. Like, you're smarter than that. Like, you, totally. you really are. Like, you gotta be able to see past and through this bullshit. But he's so, like, the blinders are on and all he sees is straightforward. And, you know, what Cameron has pushed into his head and the hate that he's developed for what happened to his dad and all that stuff, like, it's again. It's just him projecting it out because he doesn't know what to do with all this stuff that he's got going on inside of his head. When they really get into it, and then the scene with him and Davina, oh, it's he's so like, yeah, bad. It's, it's so bad, and it's like it's like he snaps, and he's lost it at this point, and he's got her by the hair, and he's got the roast beef in her face, and she can't breathe, and he doesn't realize that he's hurting her like that I don't think you know and then he's like she's able to get away and then he turns it all on to Murray and it's just so intense when he like shows him the swastika and he's like this means you're not welcome and it's like again you see it in his eyes and it's for real like it's
1: and the thing that gets me about well, so many things get me about this scene but the lead up to him doing that pulling the shirt down Mm -hmm. was that Murray, me, you, anyone watching the scene got that message. Yeah. Three horrible insults before the last pull down of the shirt. For sure. And it's so it's like, it's that thing where you're like, dude. Yeah. Like you can't stop. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing that, the way the scene kind of hits me is that he wants to attack Murray, Mm -hmm. but he can't. Yeah. And so when his sister, when the family you know, something that he has more control over, mm-hmm. he lashes out at them mm-hmm. in this way that's so awful.
0: Yeah, it's because Murray is smarter than he is. You know, Murray's educated. And not that his sister's not educated. His sister was obviously very smart. Yeah, But again, it was that hierarchy role, I think. You know what I mean? So Murray wasn't going to stand for it. Murray had facts and logic behind his argument where, like you say, Derek is repeating what they've all said for so many years and just putting his emphasis on it, his thing on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Um, taking
1: the old rhetoric and putting it in current events. That's all it is. It's all it is. It's always been the same bullshit. It's not going to change tomorrow or in 10 years. It's going to be the same shit and they'll take it and they'll put it towards a current event Mm -hmm. and and call it new. And it's not. It's
0: not. It's the same old fucking story every time. And again, Murray is educated and actually has facts behind what he's talking about. But Derek doesn't want to hear it.
1: Exactly. And that's the other really frustrating thing to me about when they say we're having a we're having a polite discussion. Yeah. Which, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) Um, Is that if it was, then... Derek, see, Derek doesn't want discourse. Mm-mm. He wants to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's not about listening to what Murray says no. that contradicts anything that he's saying. He actually doesn't have any real facts to back up because mm-hmm. the, stati- the the statistics he's talking about are bullshit. Mm-hmm. And actually what Davina was saying is true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he just, it's the... Um, it's like a bull with red eyes and steam coming around. It's, you're not going to convince that no, bull to steam. There's st- no
0: changing that no. once it gets there. Yeah. He just
1: wants to be right. Mm-hmm. And if, he, if you won't let him be right, he's going to take those horns to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Yeah, And that thing has always bothered me yeah. because I believe in discourse. I believe that you and I could disagree about something and mm-hmm. we could have a calm and rational discussion and both present our facts. For sure. And we might walk away with different perspectives or we might walk away feeling the same way, but we wouldn't walk away damaged. Mm -hmm. And it's that thing that I don't understand why anyone, you know, I get it. There's a charge when you're in a fight. Yeah. You know, there's adrenaline and all of that. For sure. But all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah. At some point, like, like
0: that's got to be tiring. Oh, <laughs>
1: so I need a nap. I mean like, oh my goodness, like it's just so much. Yeah,
0: it was, and like you said, like I don't know, maybe had we dealt with the stuff that he dealt with, you know, maybe we would be different people from that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, at the same time. Had we dealt with what we dealt with and, you know, we still had the upbringing that we had, we could learn to get past that. You know, both you and I have dealt with stuff in our past as uh, as kids that weren't in very right. well. You know right. what I mean? And and we, although we're saddened by it at the time, we were able to get through it and yeah, become who we are today.
1: 100%. Yeah. And this scene, when Murray walks out, It's like you can see he's injured. Yeah. You know, like he he didn't lay a finger on him, but he's injured. Yeah, he's hurt. And and the way he walks out, and then that way, and that's why I think that last barb really it hurt me in this weird way because it was like that's just he's already on his way out the door, dude. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh! salt
0: on the wound. You know.
1: (laughs) And when he stands, and when and when Dolores walks out, you know, and and the shame. Yeah. And and all of these oh. all of the emotion that's going on for her, and he yeah. just looks at her and he's like, "I'm mm-hmm. so sorry."
0: Yeah, but you don't know who your where your kids are or where they're going. Oh. Like, yeah,
1: it's so hard because it's easy maybe to kind of look at at her and the way in which in all of these instances she's the passive character.
0: And I, I always looked at her, and I, I as a mom, and especially in areas that I grew up, is you have these families that raise kids that become gangbangers and you know not necessarily good people and it's 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 like it's it sucks but it's your child so yeah he's this gangbanger but it's your son and you love him you know what I mean like in and so what do you do of course you want him to not be a bad person you didn't want to raise your child Hopefully, you know, to be a bad person, right. his father had the beliefs that he had. Um, and obviously that was a part of Derek and Danny's upbringing because they heard the way his their father spoke at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Things like that. And so you you get where some of it's coming from because they were raised in it. They were obviously taught that from their father the mother obviously didn't have those beliefs, even though she was married to this man and fathered his children, she didn't see Murray as a different person. She wanted to date him and wanted to still be around him. And of course, Derek didn't like that at all, yeah. you know, and, and he viewed it as disrespectful and even told his mom that, like, how could you have this this man at our my father's table use those words? Right, And it's just like, like you say, like where, like where does this anger bottle up so much that, that you have to just rawr, you know what right. I mean? Like, I, I don't, I've just never been an angry person like that. Me either. So I, I couldn't well, I mean, fathom it.
1: Not like that. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not externalized like that, no. No?
0: Mm-mm. See, I've never, I don't know, I've just
1: not it's you know anger is such a it's a very accessible emotion Mm. and I think that a lot of the negative emotions we experience as human beings are the easiest to access Mm. it's not hard to imagine injuries where injuries do not exist okay if you want to do that I mean I I think that people underestimate the power of their own mind
0: I I agree with you 100% there
1: and 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 our ability to actually control that Mm. and not let it go there Mm -hmm. so it's unfortunate for us as viewers we get a uh teeny tiny teeny tiny little break of a nothing scene when we're back in color um and i think it's just a break in between that really intense scene to the uh continuation of the opening scene flashback of horror that i can't even hardly watch yeah and it's the scene that shows us what really got Derek prison time yeah and um It's uh, very affecting to me Mm. that um, even fictionalized that somebody could do that to another person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's a a hard moment. And people, again, it's like they say one little thing can change a moment and make it go from just a moment to a bad moment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's just. It could be a word, it could be a look, it could be anything. And I'm not saying that it's right, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but one little thing could make this go from being this to this, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. So most definitely. And considering everything that leads up to this point, you know, this Derek has decided he's going to destroy these men. Yeah. And so the how is really the X factor. Mm. And the first time I ever saw this movie, um, obviously didn't expect this to happen. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Curb stomping. Yeah. yeah I didn't know about that. Yeah. So
1: um, when I saw that and, you know, he gets voluntary manslaughter and that clearly to me is a hate crime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm like, what?
0: It, unfortunately, a lot of times with the judicial system, it has a lot to do with money. Mm -hmm. And so somebody like Lamont may not have had the money to be able to post bail Mm -hmm. and get a lawyer and do all those things. And so he probably had to go with a public defender or somebody like Derek. His mom was probably able to get him a lawyer, Mm -hmm. which was able to plea for him and get him probably a lesser charge for the things he did and I think that again there was a lot of mitigating factors like the fact that the guy at the door had a gun you know things like that were probably all mitigating factors in how he and he was the first offender and a first and, offender yeah. yeah of
1: course yeah at this point in the film it's like flipping a record like mm-hmm. all of a sudden now we're in this the other half of the story for sure because everything has been through Danny's perspective mm-hmm. and the, the the bridge is Cameron's party yeah Derek and Seth are are at the party and Mm -hmm. everything seems to be going smashingly and Mm -hmm. Seth ushers Danny into Cameron's office and and Cameron and Danny are having this conversation. Yeah. And the thing that Cameron says about, he says about Sweeney that Sweeney's manipulative and self-centered.
2: Yeah.
1: And I just, I said out loud, I was like, I think you need to go look in the mirror, Cameron. Yeah, uh, I believe one. that's you yeah. that we're talking about, uh-huh. um, not Sweeney. But it's, again, him just taking this thing that happened. And he's carving out the part that fits his narrative. For sure. And he only touches on those things. For sure. And there is no room to challenge. No. And it's so seamless. I get why people fall into this kind of crap.
0: hmm Yeah especially again a young damaged kid lost a father uh has a brother that's been in jail like this kid's impressionable for real you know what i mean he's young and again has this anger and nowhere to to release it and the problem the other the the thing that benefits him is that he's smart but he's not smart enough to see past Cameron's bullshit yeah yeah
1: But that thing of like, well, my brother trusts him Mm -hmm. and he's always trusted him. Why shouldn't I? For sure. He's been there for me Mm -hmm. in in my brother's absence. You know, he really has no reason, a good concrete reason to not trust Cameron, which again, sad. Mm, And Cameron knows it. He's fully aware of all of that. And so we're kind of cutting back and and we're back with Derek for a second and he's just like a fish out of water and he's getting this reverence from people that he's like uncomfortable with, obviously, at this point. And he see Stacy spots him in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And when they go off, like initially I was like, Yeah, I get that. Like, yeah. you know, check in with the old flames, see sure. what's going on. Yeah. And when they're having the conversation and he he's like, Hey, can I ask you to do something with me? Yeah. And she's like, Anything. Anything. Yeah. He's like, Leave with me.
0: And she's like, What? what
1: <laughs> What yes. is the hell are you talking about? And and so what I thought was weird was they have this whole this conversation and and he gives her the gist of like I'm getting out of the life.
0: Yeah, and you can tell that she's progressed from oh my God. what she was yeah. in the earlier parts of the movie when they were you know before what happened to Derek and to where she is now she's fully progressed. And you know how
1: I, I know how I knew how less hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's she's like, the sign, it down. right? Yeah. It's yeah. a little more a little less hair. A little
0: more hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little more Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And she was uh she wasn't having it. She didn't want to hear it. Like she's like, I get it. You've been in jail and you're you're you don't have to be scared, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, No, it's bullshit, Stacey. Like it's all fucking bullshit. And she's like, What? And she just doesn't want to hear it.
1: No. And this is the thing that I thought was so funny, is that he gets up and he's exasperated and he's like You don't know me at all.
2: Yeah.
1: And she's like, okay, whatever. But like, do you remember who she is? Yeah. Because what you just told her was stupid. Yeah. You are stupid, right? And it's like the thing that's the stupidest moment for Mm -hmm. Derek, actually, is that in this environment, what are you doing? Why are you telling Crazy Train? Did you forget she's batshit?
2: Yeah, yeah, for real. Honestly, (laughs)
1: do you have any memory of her at all? Because, I mean, I've been watching the the highlights yeah. and it's not good dude yeah, not she's like "Woo woo." yeah so he goes to find cameron yes not stoked that danny's in there
0: no he finds danny in there and he's like i thought i told you not to come to this and he's like oh you knew i was gonna come like come on you know and he's right yeah you know um but he uh right before he walks in there's a girl outside and she's like <laughs> are you danny's brother <laughs> He's like, tell him Liz is out here. Lizzie. Yeah. And so when he goes in at first, he's like, you know, I thought I told you not to come. You know, you know, get out of here. blah blah. blah. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. Like, I'm cool. It's like, and then you see this change in him. Like, and it's so that he can kind of manipulate him in that moment and be like, you know, there's this little blonde girl outside name. You don't even say her name that she's looking for you. And that's able he's able to get Danny to go outside so he can do what he came there to do.
1: This conversation between Derek and Cameron is also interesting to me because hmm. Cameron's no idiot. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And I f- think that he senses something's up right away, mm-hmm. but he just goes like he stays on the on the course. You yep. know, it, 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 he doesn't waver initially. He just he tries yeah. to play it cool. You I know? think
0: he can see the difference in Derek's eyes.
1: I I think immediately he can
0: see that there's a change in Derek's eyes. There's not that same intensity that he had before he went to jail and had this reality Mm -hmm. thing that happened to him in jail and the the help of Sweeney uh, to be able to see that it's all bullshit. I think that immediately he sees the difference in Derek's eyes.
1: Well, and the other thing is that Derek calls him out on his shit he calls him out on the lie about his prison time he calls him out on like how he's using these boys like it's not a triumph that you've you know done what you've done Cameron and even in the face of that Cameron's still like no just take a break you know just like go get laid like come back when you're when you're got your sense back about you
0: he's like i get that you groaned out of the shaved head bullshit you know it's good i like it yeah you know he's still trying to manipulate him he's still trying to be that thing but at this point it's like derek's seeing through the light like or he's seeing the light and he knows that you're just a fucking manipulative asshole that's trying to continue what you had yeah you know and it's not gonna happen no yeah
1: cameron he he, he does get that last dig in on him mm-hmm. to to push Derek over the edge so he's still not um completely immune to having a, a rational reaction Derek. that is mm-hmm. you know to the fact that you socked him in the face and then kicked him in the stomach yeah. like i mean after you knew okay yeah. i screwed myself so i might as well just kick him in yeah, the stomach for and, sure you know like i get it but well, when, he, had
0: to, he had to put him down to yeah. the point where he couldn't come outside. Immediately, yeah. You know what totally, I mean? Totally, He yeah. had to do that. Yeah.
1: Because um, he's like, he immediately catches himself after he socks him. He's like, he's damn like, it, I'm an
0: idiot. I've got to do this now. No, I have like, to do, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and like he says later, this is not how he, when he's telling Danny, this isn't how I wanted it to go. No,
0: he's like, that's why I didn't want you there. Like,
1: and it's scary. Like, yeah. that moment when Seth's got the gun pointed right at him and Cray Train Stacy's like, get him. <laughs> yeah. Shit him. Yeah. And, and Sheep does crazy. Like, wow. She really does. She's bringing it.
0: She does. Good in, job. In other movies too, even in Waterboy.
1: <laughs> and all of them. Yeah. She's, she's got it. She, she can does. can do it. Mm hmm. And, but somehow he makes it out of there.
0: Yeah. He gets, uh, he gets Seth's gun and fires a couple in the air and then does the swing around to get everybody to back up away from him. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets a clear path, he takes off running. Um, it's crazy because, again, that mob could have just been really bad for him. And yeah. The only person that ends up catching up with him is Danny.
1: Yeah. And, And I actually, um, these, this series of of flashbacks, I I would say is pretty textbook on, you know, how you do flashback in film, because by the time we get to this point, I have to know why, what happened to Derek in prison. And so we finally find out what happened to Derek and I find the, all of this, this whole sequence to be some of the most compelling aspects of the film
2: Mm.
1: because outside of a prison environment. If a person who was that principled as, as Derek is about these things. Yeah. How do you test the strength of those principles? Yeah. If not in the vacuum of prison. For sure. When Derek goes into prison with that intense no exception, it is this way or nothing. Yeah. And he can't he's blind to the fact that most of this propaganda that people spread, it's always laden with those exceptions at yeah. the top. Because the people at the top are not true believers no. and it's the biggest scam that's getting played on them
2: yeah
1: is they think everyone else is like drank the same kool-aid no, no. sweetheart mm-hmm. that's not what happened Nuh-uh. and so i found it to be so interesting that he's like such a hard ass yeah. about these things and it's like how dare he do that yeah you're in prison yeah that's what you do
0: yeah. you gotta survive how you gotta survive You got. so do yeah gotta he's do.
1: getting drugs from him and he's dealing to him and yeah, yeah that's what's happening
0: yeah And he's, yeah, he's not for it. He's not about it. And he's not about to mince words or hide the fact that he doesn't like it. And they don't particularly care to hear it. You know, they're just like, listen, man, like this is the way it goes down here. And he's like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. And the guy's like, look, dude, you should just like, you know, keep your mouth shut and just let it be, you know, pretty much. And he can't, he can't, he really can't. And, um then he does something even more stupid and he ignores the people that are really there to kind of protect him. And
1: it's really stupid.
0: It's it's a really stupid move. Um, And it's, but again, it's it's his, it's who he is on the streets. He would have been no different. So to him, this is what I do. Like, it's not, it's not what, Oh, I'm in prison. So I have to be different than that. To him, that's what it is. So he's like, you aren't the people that I believe in. What you do is not right. You're not true to who I believe we should be. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to associate with you. He doesn't realize in that moment that he's really kind of signing his own kind of.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he, because I think he was always cognizant of the fact that he would be vulnerable to other other groups in the prison. Yeah. I wonder if he really thought he would have been assaulted by the white guys. Like when he made that decision, I wonder if he thought they would do that to him because I I don't think he did.
0: I just, I I think he did. Really? I do. Um, I think that he, of course, being who he is, he's not going to show fear. He's not going to be like, Oh, I, you know, I need to be, you know, he's just going to be him. And so when he was in the shower and like I, I've i watched the scene so many times, I would have been like, oh, other people are leaving. Time I to guess go. I'm done showering, yeah. too. Like-
1: exactly. Every time I see it, I'm like, why are we hanging out in the shower and rewashing the back of our head? Get yeah. out of there.
0: Yeah. Um, and so when they uh, when they make that move on, I'm just like, oh, dude, like this, this, this can't be good. You know, this is not going to end well for you. And they, like he said, they, there were six of them. They, they jumped him and held him there. And what ensued ensued. And that was not cool. Like, Mm-mm. not at all. Like, and then to top it off, to slam his head into the wall. Right. And to leave him there. And the, the guard just walking away. And, you know, again, you maybe that guard had the same beliefs as those dudes. And he was okay with letting them do that. You know what I mean? Oh, he was getting
1: something out of this deal.
0: So, you know, it's just just crazy. And then um, the next scene where he comes out and they're laughing at him because he's limping. Mm -hmm. And the guy, like, tells him to, like, come sit down. Right. I would have done the same thing as Derek. Like, I would have added in the, you know what I mean? Like, and I would have gone and did what I did. And at that point, I would have been like, I guess I'm just going to die in jail. Like... I'm not going to come over and sit down with you after you fucking raped me. Like.
1: Right. No.
0: Like now you're my enemy and I want nothing to do with you.
1: Yeah. And so the next scene when he's in the infirmary. Yeah. And, and Sweeney just like happenstance had come up for a completely different purpose. Mm-hmm. Initially he just comforts him. Yeah. He's just there for him.
0: He just puts his hand on his back and it breaks Derek down. Just, like he just starts crying and lets it out. and Yeah.
1: And once that part is over and they're having a conversation and Sweeney just relates to him like, listen, I I I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I understand what it what it's like to be that angry and yeah. how I wanted to make it everyone else's fault. Yeah. It's a white man's fault. It was this person's fault. God's fault. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love is is this is the, the impact for me is that he says you have to ask yourself the right questions. Yeah. And that simple phrase for me is applicable In so many different areas of life. For sure. The more questions we ask as individuals, just of yourself, Mm -hmm. I feel like it brings so much awareness and progress for individuals because how we get stuck is when we can't find an answer to something. Yeah. But he's right. You're not asking the right question. And so Derek looks at me, he's like, well, what's the right question? And he says, has anything you've done made your life better? And it happens almost instantaneous where this guy who always had an answer to combat what you're saying has to admit, Nothing. nope.
0: Like, and it was a quick thought too. He just was like, fuck, man, no, not at all. Not even a little bit.
1: And the severity of like literally have just been assaulted. Yeah. And knowing all of your choices and actions have led you to this, literally to this place,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and no, your life ain't better. Nope. So I, I just love that because it's the catalyst, you know. And 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 what he says is like it starts us <clears> off <throat> on his transformation. He reads the books and he starts mm-hmm. to learn. But I want to go back because the whole other half of this is is they're flipping back and forth. We meet um, a character named Lamont. Yep. And Lamont to me is the thermometer of Derek's progress yes because when they first meet Derek won't even look at him
0: won't even say a word to him has nothing to say to him won't say a single word won't look at him won't nothing
1: and Lamont like is great because he just leads with jokes Mm -hmm. he's my favorite type of person it's like let's be friends yeah and he's 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 gauging him he's trying Mm -hmm. to see like what's up with this dude but he never loses his resolve in being him
0: no and see, I'm, I think I would be like Lamont. I would want to make this guy that would not normally like me, yeah. like me. Like I would be, it would be my mission. And Like <laughs> I think it was Lamont's mission. <laughs> totally. It would be my mission. I'm going to make this guy like me. I'm going to make this guy see that we're. it's not like you think. Yeah. Yes, there are bad people, but there are bad people in every race that we have in this world. Right. It's not like you think at all. So I'm gonna make you like me. That would have been my mission with Derek, and that was his. Like,
1: and I like how on the one, it's like he totally sizes him up. He sees what his deal is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's being the bigger. He's being the bigger man. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> like far and away. And like at one moment, he he just kind of looks at him and just gives him a truth about mm-hmm. where you are now. Yeah, and he's like, oh, by the by, in here, you're the minority. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, you, just just know that. Yeah, and then he he's back to himself again for sure, and still doing like what you said. It's like, yeah, like,
0: it's my um, mission to make me. We're gonna be friends,
1: and it's so funny when he's um when he gets the first laugh out of him.
0: Yeah, and it's when he's talking about uh, when your girlfriend comes that you can't let her leave on an argument. That way you don't have to worry about what she's doing on the outside, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and how crazy they are. And then he goes through the whole, like, I forgive you. I, I, and then it just makes him get to a point where he can't help but laugh.
1: And it's it's that first little icebreaker, yeah. and then there's the the other great scene I love between them where you know Derek's all pissed off and Lamont has no idea why.
0: And he's just throwing the sheets. Yeah. yeah, and
1: it's like, and it's just that simple <clears throat> like human thing of like, hi, I'm mm. in the room too. Yeah. Like, go it's... ahead and be pissed off about whatever, but like, why should I suffer for it? Like, yeah, yeah. And I I just, he's a great character.
0: Yeah, because then you find them they're talking about everything. Yeah, it's talking about basketball and sports and. You can see they become friends. Totally. Completely become friends. And and again, you have Lamont really, and it's he's looking out for Derek. And I, yeah. I don't know why it is that he's chose to look out for Derek, but he is. And, yeah. Because um, it was
1: that time when he, he got really pissed when, mm-hmm. and he's like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. He's like, you can't diss them outright like that, like they're protecting you, they're saving you. And he's like, and that's when Derek says there were six of them. They jumped me, you know, that's not going to happen again. He's like, I'm not talking about them. You don't got to worry about them. It's the brothers that you have to worry about. They were protecting you from them. And then that's when kind of Derek again has an epiphany. And he's like, you don't, you think I don't know that he's like, but I'm not going to like go and and hang out with these guys that did something as terrible as they did. You know what I mean? And also the fact that we don't share the same beliefs. I'm not going to hang out with these guys. Like, no. And so there's points when he's like, I was expecting it. Yeah. And it never came. And he's like, it was just, he's like, there are times when I would step out of my cell and I'd feel like this is it. This is the moment. And he was like, it just never came. And he's like, and in the last few months, he's like, I was like a ghost in this place. And I I felt him. I was like, if that was me, I would have just stayed in my cell 24-7. I I wouldn't have gone anywhere. (laughs) I'm not going to let anybody fuck up the fact that I'm about to get the fuck out of jail. Like, And he's like getting out and he sees Lamont. And he's like, you know, I have this sneaky suspicion that it's because of you that I'm getting out of here. And Lamont at first is like, you know, why would I do that yeah. like you know what what what's the blood and then he they kind of just look each other in the eyes and he's like I knew it he's like yeah. i knew it and he's like what are you waiting for man get out of here like get out of this place
1: and that's the other thing that's so <sighs> he doesn't begrudge Derek no for getting out early no and and yeah. and i love it cuz when he's walking out he's like take it easy on the brothers.
0: Yeah, take it easy on the brothers, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's like i want derek to turn around and be like it's the least i can do. <laughs> I mean, really. Um
0: you saved my life. Seriously, like, seriously i think yes. i think
1: i can get on board with that. Yeah. So, at the at the end of all of that, you know, derek looks at danny We're we're back in real time and he says yeah. i i can't believe i bought into all of this shit. Yeah. And, and that's when, to me, what in, the flashbacks are all devastating in their own way. Mm-hmm. But this one, the flashback to their dad and the source of the racism yeah. and the way that it goes through yeah. is, to me, that type of racism is yeah. some of the most dangerous racism.
0: For sure, for sure. Because it's from your father. Yep. It's, it's this person that raised you to be who you are and how could you begrudge what it's a terrible way to look at it but how could you go against you know your own father's beliefs
1: and it's crazy because like Danny he doesn't even bring this epiphany to him he keeps it between us and Sweeney yeah and he's like Derek doesn't see it Derek doesn't know but I do yeah it came from dad yeah and listening to him talk about affirmative action like that yeah in a complete misrepresentation of what it is yep makes me crazy yeah because i know that that narrative
0: Mm -hmm.
1: still exists today
0: again but it's that same old yep just put to what was happening at the time and so it was the same old rhetoric affirmative action it's just how they did it
1: and to me the scene the way it plays is like derek's all stoked on on getting to read native son and he he's really feeling this teacher because I've had this happen too. When your teacher's passionate about something, it's contagious and you just kind of take it on, you know? And so he's, he's just enrapped. He's just wrapped up in the material. He's excited about the coursework. He's excited because Sweeney's excited and, and his father sees that and and it's like, yeah, it's like, oh no, 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 there will be no other man, especially a black man. That's going to even come close to my place. Yeah. In your life.
0: Yeah. And he's like, he, it's like, he's like, so he brings this book in. What happened to the other books that you oh were, Oh my sp- God. Yeah, I hate, I hate oh that. My,
1: you know what? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if the other five books that were replaced, they're better books. Yeah. It has, it has nothing to do with what they want to make it about. Exactly. It's, it is actually the best literature. It's literature people need to read. It's stuff they need to understand. For sure. And the way that Derek concedes to his father in the scene Hmm. that's what we do i don't care what anyone says you know everyone there's this notion in america that we're we're all these strong individuals and we don't need anybody else that's bullshit yeah we actually need each other more than we are conditioned to believe that we do and we look for that kind of acceptance and belonging all the time yeah and so it's so sad to me that he couldn't let another man be a positive influence in his yeah. son's life. You should want that. For sure. What's for sure, wrong sure. with you? Yeah. If you actually are that reductionist and your own, like insecure in your own place in your family yeah. and in society, mm-hmm. go meet Dr. Sweeney. Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? Like it's it but but it makes the point so well. Mm. Because oftentimes I think that Danny... So back to that, Like I think that Danny has a comprehension that Derek can't handle that truth. Yeah. That part of it. Yeah. That your dad actually taught you that shit.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's because Danny wasn't nearly as far gone.
1: You no, know I mean? yeah, totally. And so
0: you get Danny at a very young age hearing and seeing these things, but he's so young that it's, it's not as intense for him mm-hmm. as it is for somebody like Derek. And then, you know, Derek by this point is so far gone that it's you know where it is then you have Danny trying to emulate Derek because it's his big brother but again he's not there he's not to that intensity you know what I mean Totally Yeah
1: the other line I loved at the end of the prison story that um Derek conveys to Danny as he says no matter what I did the anger was always the same. Like, yeah. I oh, I never felt any better. Yeah. And I just found that to be so profound. Yeah. Because it's exactly how it works. Yeah. And it's um, it's like this bottomless pit of rage. Mm. And people like Cameron, they pour gasoline on it.
0: For sure. Gas to the fire, sure.
1: You divert them down this path. And I think that that's what Derek finally comes to. Is It's like when you lose three years of your life for some asshole who never really gave a shit about you. Nope.
0: Didn't care one iota about you. That's why they let you go out and do the things that you did and weren't a part of it. They didn't care because if you got caught, it was on you. It wasn't on them. Right. Yeah.
1: And so then it's you know the the film starts to wrap up and and it's like everything has kind of calmed down and and Danny you know I like that too. Derek says you know I'm not I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah. I just want you to understand. Yeah. Where I'm coming from, and I, and I just you're my best friend and I hope you understand. Yeah. And Danny, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not even a, it's not even a shove. It's like a, that's like a little nudge, you know, and he's, he's on
0: board. He, it's, well, you hear that story of what happened to him in jail. And, and, and in the end, Danny's like, man, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry that happened to you. And he's like, Hey, you know, it, it's what it is. But you know, now I see that it's bullshit and I need you to see that it's, it's bullshit. And you shouldn't believe in that. Right. Yeah.
1: It's kind of that cathartic thing where they, they pull down all the Nazi propaganda, yeah. all the racist bullshit off yeah. the wall. To me, it felt like, you know, a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, you know, it's like it still feels that way. Just kind of trying to get back into things. He's going to try and get a, his old job back. Got and,
0: to go see his PO.
1: Yep. Right. And and just um, kind of like business as usual, except for the fact that, you know, he kind of tells Danny, like. Just heads up. You know, I've been seeing this car around. He keeps seeing this green car all over the place. It's the B story we talked about earlier with it's these younger. Well, the one teenager from the bathroom in the beginning and his gang affiliates.
0: His OG and uh, the people that yeah he affiliates with. Yeah.
1: And but Derek has no idea. And he just and and I think they did a pretty good job kind of building the tension around. You just think that the people are coming after Derek. Yeah. But I feel like I get the tip off that maybe not once, like when Derek says goodbye to Danny and then he's like, hey, and Danny comes back around and he and, and it's like it's the moment where you think he's going to be like, you know, I love you, brothers," yeah. or, or something like that. And but it's more just, you know, communicated verbally or yeah. non-verbally between them. And and then the music comes up and you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, something something bad like that's going to happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it goes back to black and white, doesn't it? No,
1: nope. No? We're still in color because we're present time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. and e- Even uh, the
0: shooting, that's yep. in color? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
1: hmm. it was, yeah, it was a little more startling because when Danny's in the bathroom and when he turns around and the kid, he doesn't, I don't feel like there's a moment of hesitation. No.
0: He just shoots.
1: And the when the blood hits him in his face and yeah. it's just bright red. And I was like, oh my God. And, and in the moment, like, ah, it just like. It's like, I feel like he'd never killed anybody before. Yeah, he hadn't. And it was that like, oh my God, what did I just do? Yeah. And I think it's that thing, especially in youth, where you think it's going to make you feel a certain way. It does. Actually, with this, it doesn't matter what age, right? No. You think that's going to relieve something and it's only going to make it worse.
0: Yeah, it's something that's going to ride on you for the rest of your life. It's, It's something you would never, ever, ever, ever forget
1: over and, some like bullshit like ego nonsense in yeah. the bathroom.
0: Yeah. It's sad.
1: It's super sad. Yeah. And, you know, Derek runs in and it's just this horrible horrible scene. Hmm. Danny's already gone.
0: But the narrative is still Danny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um I I think they close it out like I love I love the kind of double dip there. Like it's mm-hmm. like he's closing out his essay, but he's closing out the movie for us and yeah. And to end a film and of paper with a quote by Abraham Lincoln yeah um, it just it was a great quote yeah it felt wonderful yep. and it was also really sad
0: yeah it really was good movie though
1: really good because yeah. I mean to me it was like the, at the very end it's like we lose two more lives
0: mm-hmm. and like two like more I, lives ruined like I'd, I'd mentioned it and it was it was weird that you said that but I was saying how you know you get to that point. Where Derek has this epiphany and he realizes it's all bullshit and then he loses his brother. And it's like he, not that he has the right to, but it's like you could see that he could possibly revert back to how he was feeling before because of this new loss for him.
1: So, according to IMDb, mm-hmm. that is exactly how it was written. Okay. Is the next scene would be. Derek shaving, shaving his, his head. head and going back to the life Wow. Edward Norton refused
0: really mm-hmm. okay
1: so very powerful movie very um, it's it's a hard watch but I still love it I think yeah. it's an important film
0: for sure for sure so
1: let's bring a little levity okay <laughs> let's let's uh let's just let's just go back into the 80s and watch gremlins
0: nice <laughs> I haven't seen gremlins in forever <laughs> Don't get them wet. Bright light. (laughs) Gizmo. Gizmo. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. All righty. That's what we're going to do. Sweet. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you all.
1: As always. All right, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.